Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. A superstition, according to Oxford Dictionary, is a widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation leading to certain consequences of an action or event or a practice based on such a belief. Whew, that was a mouthful. In essence, it's something that we do out of habit or maybe just out of fear of bad luck. That's right, Phil. Don't step on a crack or you'll break your mother's back. You just spilled the salt. Quick, throw a pinch over your right shoulder. Hey, hold your breath. We're going past the cemetery. Knock on wood, Phil. This is going to be a great episode. Let's hope there aren't any black cats crossing our path today because I'm certainly not walking under any ladders. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hey, at least it's not Friday the 13th, but it is almost Halloween. And what better way to spend this weekend than with your hosts of The Missing Chapter? Hello, listeners. It's Phil and Phil back with the Missing Chapter podcast. Before we get started with this great episode, here is Utica Coffee Roasting Company's flavored caramel apple coffee. This one, Phil, is amazing. Um, Last year's apple pie, Mm -hmm. I think, was not to be completely critical, but to be constructively critical. Let's just say I think there's a lot still left on the shelves. We were were okay with it. Had a little caramel creamer, but this one... This one really takes the cake. It's an improvement. Yeah. We, you know, we have a few more weeks of, you know, anything pumpkin spice or apple pie related before we transition into, you know, some of what uh, the, the, the Christmas holiday season will, will have in store for special, uh, for special brews. But um, yeah, this is good. We enjoyed it. Yeah. I loved it too. So now speaking of loving it, let's hope everyone loves this new episode. So this is actually inspired by our students. We were, we were discussing, some of the things throughout history. Um, and one of those things that we were talking about was Voltaire. Voltaire mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, big freedom of speech guy. Uh, it's where we get a lot of our freedoms from. And one of the things he was trying to crack down on was, was superstitions. So we were, we were talking about superstitions and how that it would affect freedom of speech and tradition right. and so forth. And we started talking to our kids about, hey, there are some superstitions that, you know, do you know what that means and so forth? And we just started throwing superstitions out there. And we got a couple of kids that said, yeah, but what, what do they all mean? Where do they come from? Yeah, and some of the ones that they were talking about were ones I'd even forgotten about. Right? Yeah. And it was it was a great conversation. And I know some of the ones that we're, we're going over today um, are some of the more popular superstitions, I think, some of the ones that you're, you're definitely going to be familiar with. Um, but, it, you know, as you go along, let us know what we're missing at the Missing Chapter podcast at, uh, at gmail.com. Reach out to us or, or maybe, you know, tag us in social media and let us know which ones uh, you and your family you know, actually, uh, actually do. And uh, yeah, what once we missed? Yeah. And uh, see, this could be another two-parter. Mm-hmm. I know we say this all the time because we love our topics, but this one with superstitions, I, I think one of the, one of the more common ones, and we're no, this is no particular order here, but we're going to start right off with walking under a ladder. That that's a pretty popular one. I would say across the board, um, regardless of where you live in the world, I think walking under a ladder seems to be a very common superstition. So Absolutely. why, you know, yeah. why? And as baseball fans, we've talked about this too. I think the most superstitious sport has got to be baseball. Yeah. Athletes in general, but I definitely think out of those, out of those sports, baseball. Without a doubt. Yep. Um, so anyway, walking under a ladder, where does this come from? It's actually, now that I've done some research on it, it's actually pretty practical. Um, 
So number one, I don't think anyone wants to be responsible for stumbling and knocking a carpenter off his, off his ladder. So that's, that's the obvious one. But one theory holds that this superstition arises from a Christian belief in the Holy Trinity, since a, a ladder le- leaning against a wall forms some sort of triangle. And if you're a big mathematician, it's most likely a right triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, breaking that triangle was blasphemous. But then again, there is a popular theory that there's fear of walking under a ladder has to do with its resemblance to a medieval gallows. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe we'll stick to the first one on that one. Yeah. And those, those both make total sense. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. And I, yeah. once again, never knew that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go first black cat crossing your path. That's now we've one. talked in the past and actually have had episodes based around felines. And I think black cats in particular get a bad rap. And I think this goes back to really mythological roles that they might've been aligned with, but I also think they get, uh, um, partnered up with witches yep. throughout history. So why keep a black cat out of your path? Most likely this superstition arises from old beliefs. There we are in witches and their animal familiars, which were often said to take the form of domestic animals like cats. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And go back to the Egyptians, cats galore, cat right. cemeteries. Yeah. But in, in that case, they were actually a good thing. That's true. Right. Yeah. But at some point, I think, you know, yeah, cats, cats went from being something that was a more than just a loyal companion, maybe something that warded off evil spirits until it was actually came associated with evil spirits. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, to keep it rolling here, why not talk about the broken mirror? Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's ever experienced that, then immediately as the mirror breaks, the initial thought, it's such an ingrained superstition. The initial thought is, oh, my God, seven years of bad luck. Uh, the superstition, I, I think, is pretty interesting. It comes from the belief that mirrors don't just reflect your image. They hold bits of your soul. Oh, Hello. Um, and I think about that for a second, too, because we even talk about uh, this with when it comes to history, that we even kind of laughingly say to our students that, hey, listen, if you want to look at history, look in the mirror, because it even takes a little bit of time for that light to refract back to your eyes. Mm. So it actually, as you're looking at in the mirror, you're looking at history. Uh, but the belief led people in the old days of the American South to cover mirrors in a house when someone died, you know, in fear that their soul might be trapped inside. So this one, I think, is pretty pretty dark and gloomy, but uh, once again, it's a superstition, no less. Okay, Phil, the next one I'm going to talk about, I'm actually a big believer in. Okay. And, and you've worked with me and, and known me long enough that you know it's true. Knocking on wood. Oh, yeah, you for know, sure. I, I'll say all the time, boy, I haven't been sick in forever. And someone will say, <laughs> quick, knock on wood. And if you don't have wood nearby, you have to give a little knock on your head. Correct. But knock on wood, that phrase is almost like a, a verbal talisman designed to ward off bad luck after tempting fate. Breaking that mirror didn't bring me any trouble, knock on wood. So the fixation on wood may come from old myths about good spirits in trees or from an association with the Christian cross. All right, similar phrases around it in multiple language, suggesting that the desire not to upset a, a spiteful universe is very common. The idea that things are going so well, why jinx it? Right, right. Right. And it, the, it, it makes total sense now. Yeah. You go back to the, the wooden cross. Like, mm-hmm. all right, knock on wood. You want that good. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's but that's one that, that something uh, I, I do quite often. Yes. It, yeah, I think we all do that. I think that's a very, very common uh, common one of this list. Mm-hmm. The next one, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to be just along the same lines. Cross your fingers. Yeah. You know, cross your fingers. Uh, this works. Cross your fingers. This goes well. So those wishing for luck, um, you know, you cross one finger the, over the other, and that too is said to date back to early Christianity. The story goes that if 
you cross your index fingers when making a wish, uh, or excuse me, your index finger and your middle finger making a wish. It's a it's a symbol and support um, that kind of makes a cross, a Christian cross, which was thought to bring quote good good luck. The tradition gradually became something that people would do on their own um, and just say fingers crossed is enough to to get the message across. There you go. You know, it's interesting because a lot of these have some Christian underlines to them. Never knew. But, but Christianity isn't a very like superstitious true, you know, religion. Yeah. So it's kind of contradictory, but interesting. Here we go. Don't open an umbrella inside, Phil. All right. I've always wanted right? that one. And I tell the kids that all the time. What are you nuts? Put the you know, close the umbrella. Yep. Uh, and not just because you don't want to poke someone's eye out. Opening an umbrella indoors is supposed to bring bad luck though the origins of this belief are kind of uh, murky in some of our research. Legends abound from a story of an ancient Roman woman who happened to have opened her umbrella moments before her house collapsed to the tale of a British prince who accepted two umbrellas from a visiting king and died within months. Like the don't walk under the ladder superstition, very similar to that, this seems to be a case of a myth arising to keep people from doing something that is slightly dangerous in the first place, or very much maybe just related to one instance that occurred that kind of ruined it for the rest of us. Talk about a little uh, ripple effect. Yeah. You know, butterfly effect. One person opening one person. up an umbrella is going to influence and now us you, in 23. Right. Now you have one of the most commonly heard superstitions you know, wow. throughout history. Wow. All right. How about this next one? Now, in October, we have Friday the 13th. Right. And I, I'm going to say this, Phil. Just by chance, I'm glad you got this one. Because our, our listeners will find out later on in your description. Are you going to try and tackle that word? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm glad I'm, I'm gonna by, need help by luck you were the one that, that got this next one. So listen, uh, <laughs> we're going back to kindergarten to try to figure this one out. All right. So if you're not scared of Friday the 13th, well, you should be scared of the following word that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention. Here we go. <laughs> Frigatriscadabophobics. Was that close? That might have been close. Frigatriscadacophobics. Frigatriscadacophobics? No. Yeah. Frigatriscadacophobics. I don't know. There's even... All right, so there's Someone an alternative word us. to this. Yeah, the alternative word isn't it's much worse. better. You want, you want to try that one too? This one, I don't... Is this in Russian? Paris... Periscavidia catrophobia. <laughs> that was very good, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I close. think you might have nailed it. <laughs> so where does this come from? Well, it kind of seems to go back to the late 1800s. Friday has long been considered an unlucky day. And, of course, going back to Christian tradition, here we yeah. go. You know, Jesus dying on the cross on a Friday. And, obviously, we call that Good Friday now. And we could go into a history lesson why we do that. But that's a different story. 13, long history as an unlucky number. Now, we are just finishing up in our, our classes right. the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. And there's something that you said in one of our, our lessons about the French Revolution that I never knew, yeah. which was I love learning. Explain to the listeners uh, what that tradition is. All right. So the French Revolution and the Reign of Terror specifically where people were guillotined. And if you want to know more information on the guillotine, we actually did a, a I think it was season one, possibly season two episode on that. But yes. um, the guillotine, the gallows, historically... The people who are waiting in line, the condemned, are 13 feet away. Now, I don't know if that, that must be in relation then to 13 being an unlucky number. Why yeah. else? It, it seems such an arbitrary right. distance, but 13 feet away from the guillotine during the French Revolution. Yep, that's awesome. 
All right, now I think we're down yeah. to our last one before the break here, Phil. What do you got? All right, so throwing salt over your shoulder. Both of uh, Phil, you and I uh, are married to um, uh, Italian women. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's one that my wife does religiously when she's baking in our kitchen. A little, you know, some, some salt over the, over the shoulder. How expensive salt was? This kind of relates back to that during biblical Roman times where the, sal- the, the word salary, the actual word salary comes from the word and is derived from the word salt. So a week's wages, you know, spilled the devil coming up from hell, hitting your arm. That's where the idea was that if you happen to, to mistakenly spill salt, it was in fact the devil trying to, to cause you to lose money. You take a pinch of salt as a result, throw it back over your shoulder into his eyes to help you know push him back down to, to hell where he belongs. In the Last Supper painting, there's only one person spilling the salt. And who is it, Phil? It's Judas. And this is something I remember vividly when we would analyze this document, when we had split classes, right. Global One and Global Two, we would always look look over the Last Supper and I said, is there anything anything superstitious that you see mm-hmm. about this painting? And there's only one person. If you look closely, now I know someone who's listening right now, Yeah. Hopefully you're not doing this while you're driving. You're Googling the Last Supper to see if it's actually really spilled salt. All right, we're back from the break. We're talking superstitions today with uh, Phil Hornder and Phil Schaff. Um, I'm sure we've missed some. I mean, we tried to go with some more of the obvious ones to give you some background on, on some of the most commonly followed uh, superstitions. But feel free to reach out to us at the Missing Chapter Podcast at gmail.com or contact us via social media and let us know which ones uh, you and your family you know believe in and follow. Phil, I'm going to go. We have always have our extras when we do a list counting down. Holding your breath when you pass a graveyard. Now, you mentioned at the beginning of this, but we actually, this kind of originated out of a discussion that we had with one of our classes. And this right. was one I'd kind of forgotten about, but the kids were, no, that's one that we believe in. Yep. And they kind of brought to my attention again. So let's do holding your breath when you pass a graveyard. It's a common driving superstition that whenever you pass a graveyard in your car, you should hold your breath. Why? Some people believe it's to avoid making the ghosts jealous, Hmm. you know, because you're alive and still can breathe and they're obviously not. While others, and this is kind of where I had uh, um, kind of believed or, or gone to in this superstition, was to avoid breathing in any of the bad spirits. Right. Yep. Yep. That makes total sense. But both of those make sense to me. Yeah. 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 I get it. Um, This next one, I actually don't really do, but I was in the car when someone did this and I I think it was in high school sometime. I'm like, what what the heck was that? And then uh, I was explained what the superstition was touching the ceiling or hitting the ceiling when you go through a yellow light. Mm. Um, Okay. So you're, you're obviously keeping both hands in the wheel. But you go th- under a yellow light, the light just turns yellow and you hit the ceiling. Why do we do that? I think maybe it's just habit. I don't know if it's superstition per se, but it's in essence um, a silent way of saying thank you that you got through the light without being hit or pulled over. Um, I think this this one kind of reminds me of like if you see a punch bug. Mm. I, I remember that one when I there's punch bug, boom. You get nailed in the shoulder by one of your buddies. Yeah, that's always a fun one. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Or or the padiddle. You ever you ever done oh, that one before? Padiddle yeah. peduncle. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So you have the the one headlight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you you get nailed again. Yep. I'm like what the heck was that? And yeah. you're welcome to the new superstitions of certain people. So, um, but that one I, I've not really done. But now I'm going to think about it all the time. I go under a yellow light. Not that I do that often. No. Just want to no, say no, that no, if, no. if any of our uh, our law enforcement individuals are listening in right now, um, I, I I don't do that. 
And Phil, that's a perfect segue into my next one. And again, we're not saying, hey, go ahead and do these unsafe things when you're when you're traveling in the car. But this does involve uh, something that you do when you're essentially driving or riding in a car, picking your feet up, Phil, when you cross a bridge or railroad. Yeah, I've done that before. All right. Some drivers believe that you have to lift your feet off the floor of the car when you go over a bridge or a railroad tracks. Apparently, it's uh, the origins of this one. It's believed that if you don't, you'll never meet your true love or get married. I remember when my old two older sisters, uh, specifically Karen, when she got her license and I was riding with her one time, she's like, all right, bro, lift up your feet. We're going over. And I'm like, yeah. what? What do you mean? We're going over tracks. Who cares? She's like, yeah, well, you're not going to get the girl of your dreams if you don't. I'm like, well, oh, okay. You know, what's funny is I, I mentioned this to my wife, Erin, the other night, and I was talking about which superstitions. And I said, here was one the kids actually brought up, the lifting up of your feet over the railroad tracks. I said, I'd never heard of that. And she goes, Phil, I do that every single time. <laughs> See? So, yeah, that, that one has to do a little a little love interest. I yeah. like that one. Now, this last one, you and I collectively have Big agreed time. we do this all the time yes. with our kids, with our wives, yes. with our families. So let's say you're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a crowded street. And, um, you know, there's maybe a, a, a sign or a pole or something in the, in the middle of the, the road or in the middle of the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Do you take your family of four and you go around it? Collectively, or do you split down the middle? You the last the one, yeah. no splits, no splits. So I think the perfect example is when when our um, when we took our family to Disney for the yeah. first time this past summer. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of rides with you know lanes to get in. Now we could have the quick lane over here and split the family into two. We we will not do that. No, no we're no. all going the same way. We're not getting split around. It's just this idea. That like, hey, whether it's metaphorical, superstitious, it doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're not splitting. No, in complete agreement with, with you on that one. We do that 100% of the time. I'm going to give you one more, Phil. Okay, sure. I don't know if this is superstition or if it's actually fact, but you should never miss an episode of the Missing Chapter podcast because your days will not be as enjoyable. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Phil Schaff. And I'm Phil Hornder. Another chapter has been added to the history textbooks.